Hello, this is Sophie Lawson from sophielawson.com and this is episode 215 of the Sophie Art Podcast, which is a little podcast I do about the art and things. <laughs> and today, well, today what we're talking about is, I'm going to name this one, Artists Beware, The Mind Lies. And, well, co-host little Dennis is with us. I think we're going to have fun on this one, because what's happened is, the last the last week... I've been going through some of my old blog posts on the website, looking at a load of art, and what I've noticed is, I need a drink. <laughs> no, what I've noticed is, a lot of the art that I thought was rubbish, it wasn't as rubbish as I thought it was. So I thought it'd be quite interesting to talk about it, because I've, I've been trying to work out what it is that what it is that creates that and I'm also going to talk about like the mind how the mind creates reality and things so little Dennis is going to get us straight into this one bing <laughs> he's excited he is so little kitty and Dennis kisses <laughs> they enjoyed that they definitely enjoyed that one so well I've got some notes for this one you can also see this as a video if you wanted. I'll put links and everything in the, in the, show, in the show notes. But the, the notes I've got for this is... Well, I'm going to talk about updating the blog and how I, I was looking at art with fresh eyes. So what I've noticed is... When you look at something with fresh eyes, even if it's the next day... I've noticed this before as well. Like You do a drawing or something and you're struggling with it. The next day you look at it, fresh eyes, you see it completely different. And sometimes it allows you to see what's wrong with it, which you couldn't see at the time. It's almost like you're you're too in, you're too attached to it. So I'm going to talk about like fresh eyes. I'm going to talk about reasons why I think the mind might be lying. Like certain areas where I notice that the mind lies to me a lot more. I'm also going to talk about how looking at old artwork... Is like looking through photo albums, <laughs> which I think is cool. I'm going to talk about the thing about how art has really showed me. The main thing, it's, it's one of the main things it's, it's shown me, which I started realising right from the beginning, really. When I was learning the book from the, the book, um, Betty Edwards' book, Drawing on the Right Side of the Brain, I started to realise that what, you, what the reality we see it can actually be manipulated just by looking at things differently. Like shifting your perspective, perception, that's it. Well, shifting your awareness onto different things changes your perception. So I'm going to talk about that as well. I'm also going to talk about, because I got quite sad um, a couple of days ago, because I suddenly realised, I started thinking, what if some of the things that I've done in the past... Like things I've turned down, opportunities. What if I turned them down f- because the mind tricked me into thinking... So this goes a lot deeper than just looking at artwork. It goes into actual things to do with things you're doing which could help you in your art. Like even, say, for instance, not going to art class. You might come up with a valid reason. You think it's a valid reason. Like you might, The mind might make you think you're not going to art class because... I don't know, let's say they're painting flowers or something. You might think, oh, I'm not going to that because I'm not interested in that. 
but the real reason is maybe you think you you struggle with it because you, you don't normally draw flowers. Yeah. So in actual fact, it would have been positive. It would have been a good thing to have gone and drawn the flowers because you would have put yourself out of your comfort zone. And then I'm also going to talk about things I've done where the mind has actually said negative things. I've done it anyway and I've proved, I've sort of took the power away from the mind. And I've also put the word awareness because I feel like the word awareness, I think awareness is what it's all about, to be honest. It's a very, awareness is a very powerful skill. But the funny thing is you almost sometimes need an awareness of having an awareness. <laughs> like fractals somehow and then I've also got the quote for this week is coming from a book called Draw People in 15 Minutes by the artist Jack Spicer Jack Spicer but this book's brilliant might talk about that a little bit as well but if we get into this so what I want to I'll start with the um the thing of looking at my old artwork so, so what happened was the past the past week I've started I've started going back through my website updating all the blog posts because there's about 70 posts that I need to edit now the thing is it's quite a it's quite a hard not it's not so much hard it's just really repetitive so I've been putting off a little bit to be honest because what happens is as well after a few days I get quite um exhausted from it but what happened was and I loved this so some of the things I got on the blog is the um my Inktober 2018 and 2019 drawings, Cats of June drawings, which is an art challenge all about drawing cats. <laughs> and then another one, Draw Every Day, where I did a drawing every day for a year of little characters from my imagination. So all of, all of these things have been, they've all been images or drawings or paintings, because the other one was 1330 painting challenge where you have to do 30 paintings in 30 days, one painting a day. So I'd never done any painting before that. When we're drawing the we've drawing the um the characters from my imagination. I'd never really done that before. Inktober, I'd never really played around with inks before. And what was the other one? The cats of June. Yeah, I don't normally draw cats either. Yeah, <laughs> like cartoony cats. So all of those art challenge they were all art challenges. Well, I was putting myself out of my comfort zone. And what I've noticed is if you're doing something which you're not comfortable with, there's more chance that the mind will say negative things. Because what for me at least, when I'm if I'm doing something and I'm not 100% sure I can do it, as I'm drawing it sometimes, the mind will be saying, you don't know what you're doing, you know, you're going to mess this up or something, or it's rubbish or something. So even as I'm drawing it, there's these mind attacks going on. But what happens is I just keep doing it. And in the end, the, the mind attacks go away. But what will happen is, you finish your drawing. Sometimes, you'll look at it and you'll think, that's a load of rubbish. But then what happens, so that you're conv- the mind will convince you that it's rubbish. So it's almost as if it's trying to sort of, um, for me it feels like it's trying to sabotage me, to stop me from doing it again. So let's say I've drawn a, a little a drawing of a, a little cat, a character from my imagination of a cat, and the mind said it's rubbish. Next day, when I sit down to do another one, in my head it might be saying, oh, the last one was rubbish. 
And if it keeps doing that, in the end, it's like if somebody keeps being horrible to you, in the end, you just sort of, you, you sort of, you're not going to stand around forever. Yeah. So it can actually put you off. But it's a lie. It's almost like the mind knows that if you keep doing this, you're going to get better. So I'm trying to work out why is it that the mind seems almost like it's programmed to sort of, it's all, it's almost like programmed or the mind's default state is, is negative. It might also be because you're putting yourself out of your comfort zone, trying something new, there's a lot of fear and anxiety and maybe that, what's happening is the mind is trying to protect you from failing. So it says it's rubbish so that you won't do it again, so that you've, you're not going to fail. But the thing is, you've got to fail. But it's not really a failure if you're trying to get better. So this is where the awareness comes in. The minute the mind says something negative, you've got to say, well, I'm doing my best. Now, I did that with my pencil drawings. I remember when I first started doing my realistic pencil drawings, the mind attacks were crazy. Funnily enough, right at the very start, it wasn't that bad. I think because I had no skills at all, there was there was nothing... Because that's another thing. If you like get really quite good at something, and then you try to do something else, because that other thing isn't... Let's say you're quite good at doing realistic pencil drawings, but you've never done paintings before, oil paintings. Your skills in the oil painting are going to be are going to be a lot lower. So already, already you've got this thing of um, you've got to accept that you're you're not going to be as good as what you normally are with your realistic pencils. So already you're sort of um, compromising yourself, I suppose. And there's a party that wants to play it safe, stay with what you're good at. So there's a there's a lot of mind. F- for me, what I'm noticing is drawing. So much of it is mind. And if the mind gets hold of you in a negative way, it can actually completely derail your progress, which I do wonder sometimes if that's happened to me. But the other thing is, if you can sort of see what's happening, you can actually realise it's a positive. The reason the mind is doing this is actually because you're trying to you're trying to do something that you you're not you're not good at because you've not done it before, and the only way to get good at it is to do it. So it's this weird thing where it's almost like you've got to accept you've almost got to accept these these mind lies through the process. But what happened was when I I was updating my website, looking at all these images. This is where it comes into like a photo album. I'm looking at these images and I can remember where I was when I was drawing them, all the rest of it. But I can remember at the time thinking, there's some of my some of my drawings, like especially my little Sophie character. What I did was for Inktober 2018, I was doing like master studies of other artists' work, and I, I went through some of my art books and got these little got some other artists like characters and things. And what I did was I tried to I tried to recreate the the other artist's character, but as a little Sophie, which is my character. So I tried to sort of take the essence of of the other artist's work, but create something new with my little Sophie. Now I, I did that for thirty days, every day for October, and I remember all the time I did it, I kept thinking, I I was always thinking 
this ain't very good. Now I've gone back through, what is it now? It's like four years later and I've, I've been looking at these old Inktober images and I realised that these little safeties were actually, they're not amazing, but they were, they were a lot better than what I had thought they was. Because what happened is, as well, it definitely put me off because I thought I'm not very good at this. And so instead of instead of working through that and getting good at it, I, I let the um, lies, I let the lies trick me and it, it just, I basically didn't do it enough. So it definitely put me off, like doing more little Sophies. <laughs> but the f- the funny thing is, all of it's like that. I remember when I did my 1330 painting challenge, which was doing these little paintings, especially the robins. I got these um, I got these paintings I did of robins, because the robin is my spirit animal. One of them I really liked. I've actually got it on my wall, but the other ones I thought were rubbish. I've gone back and looked at them, and they're not as bad as I thought they was. So the the thing is, it's like um, one thing I'm thinking is is because what I've put in my notes is what I've put is if the process has hits problems, then what's happening is I feel like what happens is let's say you're doing a drawing and you get to the face and you're really struggling to to do the face and you keep erasing it and you spend like five hours just trying to get the face looking right there's a strong chance there that you're going to actually not be enjoying the process so what happens is by the end of the by the end of the drawing you've got you've got this negative feeling of almost like you're sort of glad it's over (laughs) but you've got this you've got this negative feeling where you're you're convinced that the face isn't right so What's happened now is the process, because the process had had problems, it's it's created a negative feeling in the mind. So you've got like you've got bad feelings about it. So if you let if you then don't look at your art for another year, go back and look at it. All those emotions that you were feeling have you've not got those anymore. You forgot about those. All you've got left is the finished artwork. And when you look at it, you, you're seeing it with fresh eyes. So you're actually seeing it for what it really is. And what I've noticed is a lot of those ones, I sort of think, ah, it's actually a lot better than I thought it was. <laughs> so it's quite funny, really. But So that's the first thing. Is The first thing, I think, when I struggle the most with the mind, saying negative things, is when I'm out of my comfort zone, trying something, something new, but also if I'm sort of struggling with the process and the funny thing about that is if you're doing something out of your comfort zone there's more chance that you're going to be struggling with the process so I think this all goes together so this this is where it comes into an awareness it's almost like you've got to start the drawing saying to yourself this this might not be the best thing I ever do no, I don't know. I, what I think is, it, it's probably a good idea to start a drawing saying, I'm going to do my best. The mind is going to attack me. I'll listen to it, because sometimes the mind will say something negative and it actually is worth listening to. Like it might say something like, oh, those eyes ain't looking good. And then when you look at it, you actually notice that the eyes are a bit off. So it's this thing of, it's this thing of taking, listening to the mind 
and taking it's almost like you need to you need to listen to the mind but not get attached to it and take the bits out that's going to help you but no, for me at least a large part of the mind as I'm drawing is is negative even when I'm doing these podcasts sometimes I'm doing this podcast and I'm talking and I'm focused on talking but at the same time there's there's a something in my head that is saying negative things <laughs> like now my mum's in the out in the passage I can hear her so as I'm talking I'm also it's almost like there's multiple awarenesses inside of me and I can focus on talking in the podcast but I can also become aware of the mind saying negative things as I'm talking but I can keep talking through it and then that'll go away but sometimes if that comes in like if the if the negative thought comes in it can actually start sort of distracting you. Because what it can do is, let's say I'm talking about something, and the mind says, oh, you, you don't know what you're talking about here. You could actually stop talking about what you were talking about. And if you had just kept going, you could have come out with something really amazing. So it's almost like you've got to keep talking, even when the mind is saying these negative things. It's the same with the drawing. You've got to keep drawing, even when the mind is saying negative things. So there's... It's, it's mad it is but I really want to know why the mind is is so negative a lot of the time it's weird so I put in my notes I put if the prob- if the process hits problems you're more likely to feel you're more likely to feel like the the drawing is not good at the end so this is quite interesting the next bit I've put is Old art is like photo albums. <laughs> I love this. Because as I was going through these blog posts, like I said, I could remember everything. I had it before as well. Like if you go through study notes, and you, that's like my Keys to Drawing book. Keys to Drawing by Bert Dodgson is one of my favourite art books. Whenever I go through my the drawings that I did, because f- throughout that book you're getting these little exercises and you've got to do little drawings like basic things like drawing your feet or something <laughs> and what happens is as I look through these these drawings it's as if I get teleported back to that moment and I can I can remember everything very much like when you look at a photograph if you take photographs somewhere like you go on holiday or something take a photo you look at the photo it's like you're reminiscing well drawings do the same thing it's quite cool I just think that's, uh, there's something about that I really like. Because the other thing is, it, it makes you realise that what you're doing at the moment, in the future, you're going to look back and remember things. It's cool. So the next thing I put in my notes is, art shows how reality is all about perception. So this is the other thing. When I finished it, when I've finished one of these drawings that I had a bad, bad process with and had a negative thoughts about the mind could convince me that it looked negative that the drawing looked rubbish so it did look rubbish because i believed it looked rubbish because what's probably happened is the mind has made me focus on the negative bits so like for instance if i did struggle with the eyes and i just couldn't get them right when i finish the drawing all i'm going to be looking at is those the bits i did wrong or that i couldn't fix so i'll forget about everything else whereas when you come back with the fresh eyes 
you're actually looking at the whole thing and you can see the beauty of it. <laughs> and sometimes the funny thing is, even those negative things that straight after the drawing made you not like the drawing, in the future they might be the best thing ever. Because you, if if you can learn from it, and then what happens is you, you might look back and say, ah, oh, I remember this one, I messed up the eyes, but this is the thing that allowed me to focus on drawing eyes. So in a strange way, that thing that was negative now becomes super positive. It's quite cool. But the thing about this is, when I was, draw- when I was learning from Betty Edwards' book, Drawing on the Right Side of the Brain, what I, what I began to realise was how, the, how reality is an illusion. So the cool thing is, lucid dreaming really shows you how everything is... Well, actually, I had, a, I had a dream last night, a lucid dream. What happened was I woke up in bed and I looked out my I looked out my door and my mum was there. And then I went to put the light on because it, it was night time. The light didn't work. I realised I was dreaming. I could not believe that I was dreaming. It was one of those false awakenings. And then I, I woke myself up. No, I didn't. I, went, I put myself into a out-of-body type sort of experience. But what I'm saying is, in that dream... I was convinced it was real and if I hadn't tried the light switch it would have been real until I woke up. But the the same thing goes on in in the waking state. So the way the way that this works in in the waking state for me is little things like for instance let's say there's somebody who let's say you've got two people so you've got yourself and two other people. Now these two people have got problems with each other. But you haven't got any problems with either of them. Now what happens is the first person comes up to you and starts slagging off the second person. Or or this is, another, this is a better one. Let's say somebody's wearing pink shorts. <laughs> yeah, pink shorts and like a blue top or something. And then somebody comes up to you and says, look at that bloke wearing the pink shorts. Now if, the thing is, if, you, if they hadn't said that, you might not have noticed it. But because they've said that bloke's wearing pink shorts, you will not now be able to. You will now not be able to not see the pink shorts. In other words, because somebody's somebody's put your awareness onto the pink shorts, you can't. See, you now can't see them. Now this is a positive thing. Enjoying like the things with the negative shapes, the negative space. Everything has got negative spaces because everything's interconnected, but you can't see it until you know that you're supposed to look for it. And then, and then what happens then is you can't not see it. You can't not see the negative shapes between things. It was always there, but you couldn't see it. So again, and th- what this is for me is this is about your perception. If your if your if your perception is on the um, the object. You're only going to see the object if your perception is on the thing around the object. You're only going to, you're only going to see the thing around the object. So in other words, it's almost like it's almost this is an awareness again. You have to become aware of the things in this reality, and then you can start seeing them. But it also it it becomes like a sort of an illusion in a strange way. One of the things in that Betty Edwards book I remember was. She said, oh, so the world is 3D. When we look out, it's 3D. 
but there is a way she uses this sheet of, she gets a sheet of um perspex or glass which you can see through and then you basically you draw the world in 3d so you draw like the edges of houses or something like houses that are in front of each other and trees and all the rest of it you can actually flatten the image so you can actually turn reality into 2d somebody else done it david hone did this as well like cubes if you're struggling to draw cubes if you get a, a sheet of glass and draw the cube on the sheet of glass you can actually turn the 3d cube into a 2d shape which is a good way to study the shapes and things but the funny thing about this is you start realizing that in a, in a strange way uh, it's everything because what happens now is you can actually get yourself to look at things and almost like flatten it <laughs> so you can almost you can sort of somehow flatten flatten reality it's really weird but that book was full of loads of these things yeah i can't remember any any of the other ones but there was loads of them because I, as i was reading through that book i kept i kept thinking to myself this is really weird how like the other thing like for instance i i remember drawing um who was it i remember drawing one of the one of me doing one of my pencil drawings and I, it, it was somebody who I had looked at like hundreds of times. I'd looked at them all the time. When I sat down to draw them, because when you're drawing, you really see. Instead of, you really see them. What you when you're drawing, you really see the truth. So all of a sudden, I noticed little things like this person had a tattoo, which I'd never seen before, because it's, it's this other thing about when you're looking at something your mind actually is is filtering stuff out so you're only really seeing things that you're focusing on even though everything else is there so what you've got to do is bring yourself back and actually be able to look at everything that's what happens when you're drawing you start it forces you to see everything which kind of goes into that thing about the mind lying the mind can use that to make you only focus on negative things so like the way I look at it is it's like we're in in the physical we've got these we've got these objects like a hand with negative shapes in between the fingers so and you've got to train yourself to put your awareness on like whatever you put your awareness on is what you're going to see so you can either see the finger or the negative shape but you get to a point where you can see both at the same time but this is actually going on in the mind as well so the mind the mind is going to basically pull at least for me it pulls me most of the time to focus on negative but the positive exists as well so what i've got to do is put my awareness put my awareness onto the positive because everything is negative and positive at the same time so whilst the mind whilst the mind at the end of a drawing might or even during the drawing process might be throwing negative things at me all i've got to do is flip the um flip the awareness to positive so if i'm sitting here drawing and i'm trying to draw say a little character and the mind says you're you're, you're rubbish you're rubbish <laughs> i could say no i'm not rubbish well i might be rubbish but it's more that i'm struggling because i'm out of my comfort zone 
that's a positive way to look at it. So it's it's kind of like um, for me, it does feel like I'm very much at this point where I feel like there's um, like two two sort of energies in me. I'm very aware of I'm very aware of how the mind. I'm very aware of what the mind is saying, but I'm still I'm still quite sort of attached to what the mind is saying. I haven't yet been able to separate myself fully, especially with doing things like drawings and making videos and things. This also goes into the thing I talked about last week with the fear of rejection, because that is all about the mind. The mind is focusing on negative things. So this is why this is why for me, like a large part of being an artist is 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 understanding the mind because for me you've got two things as an artist i think you've got to learn the skills technical skills but you've got to basically i'm i'm going to say i was going to say the word control but i don't think it is that but you've got to understand the mind you've basically there's a large part of for me being an artist that is a psychological thing so this is it's quite interesting but it can be quite hard work as well. But I don't think it has to be. But that's where I'm at at the minute. So what I love about it, what I love about art is how it is basically art started to make me see reality differently. And then lucid dreaming and art, they're sort of for me they're doing the same thing. They're breaking the illusion. And they're both very powerful because you you can actually manipulate reality or at least you can manipulate perceptions with artwork it's cool (laughs) so the next thing i wanted to say was things i've turned down in the past versus things i've done so well there's loads of these going to my first art exhibition especially when i went as sophie so i when i like transitioned into sophie i remember the first art exhibition i had to go to i was like really scared now the mind was saying all these negative things about basically it was i look at it now it was rejection it was saying that everyone's nobody's gonna like nobody's gonna accept you as sophie and it was just bombarding me with negative thoughts and things now i quite easily could have said i i can't do this and and not gone to it but i didn't i went to it I felt all these negative things and when I came home I realised that it was all lies. It's mad. But it, like the thing is, the only way you can realise that something is a lie is to do it. It's almost like you've got, you got to turn everything into an ex- exper- experiment. So that's the thing. That's the, that's the secret, I think, is to see everything as, a, as an experiment. Because if if it, if a thing is an experiment, it can fail because it doesn't matter. An experiment is is supposed to fail or succeed, and if it fails, you just do another experiment, and you keep doing it different experiments until it succeeds. But even when an experiment succeeds, you still have to do another experiment because experiments are like stacked on top of each other. So it's like drawing. Like what I've what I'm noticing is what I've realised is. This is why it's so important to get to get on top of the mind. 
because as an artist no matter what level you're at the mind is always going to be throwing negative things in there because like it starts out you're drawing you're struggling with drawing because you've not done it before the mind is going to be saying negative things once you get quite good at drawing you at some at some point you've sort of um taken the power away from the mind because you've gone through it so now you know that you're quite good at drawing the mind can say something negative it can't actually control you enough or it can't put you off as much unless you're doing a drawing of something you've not done before <laughs> so this is how what well, this is what i'm saying no matter what you're doing in art as long as you're trying new things the mind is always going to be there to put you off so this is why i feel like it's i would almost say for me at the moment which is what i've been doing for the last few years it's more important for me to focus on my mind than it is learning new art skills but then the other thing is like i got this quote that i made up art will set you free because i was thinking this morning what if this is actually one of the lies? What if my mind has tricked me into focusing on my mind without focusing on my art? Because it knows that if I focus on my art, that's how I can actually overcome the mind. So in actual fact, it's, it's, it's like a, um, it's a sneaky way of the mind making me stay focused on the mind, which is, it could be a never-ending circle of like overcoming something but still not overcoming it properly if that makes sense because it's like onions layers of onions yeah so maybe sometimes you just do the drawing the mind throws all these negative things at you you keep doing the drawing no matter what at some point you get so good at what you're doing that the mind can say something but you can just laugh at it yeah the mind says something negative you can say well i know you're lying because this is what I've done here is quite good. So there is an element of confidence needed as well. And like self-belief. So another, another one of my things is. I sort of struggle. To say. Positive things about me. It's that thing of. Um, I remember in the old days. If I did a drawing and somebody said. That's good. I would actually shake my head to say no. Even if somehow. Some part of me knew that it was quite good. It's almost like I couldn't accept compliments. So this is how deep it goes. I'm, I've, I think I've got over that one. Because like now when people say nice things, I, what happens for me is if somebody says nice something nice about what something I've done, initially there'll be that thing of push it away. But I can actually now see it. So instead of just saying no, because <laughs> I imagine I remember um, people used to say, "Oh, that's a good drawing, Kevin." Because I was Kevin at the time. And I'd say, no, it's not. Now, what happens there is you're, you're, reject, you're rejecting the other person's compliment. And in the end, the person will stop saying something nice to you. Because every time they do, you're pushing it away. So, again, this is how complex it is. The mind says something negative inside your head. Which then makes you create a negative action of pushing other people away which will now stop other people giving you compliments. So again, it's, a, it's this thing about putting awareness. Somebody gives you a compliment, 
you need you need to say no that is actually a nice thing so what i do now is if somebody says that's a nice thing you've done there i might get an initial feeling of no it's not because i'm actually focusing on all the things i did wrong but what i do now is i i say i sort of i'm aware of the mind saying something negative but i'll just say thank you to the person so it's almost like you're accepting the compliment which again this is what it does is in the end it lowers the power of the mind but it was quite it's quite interesting actually how i've got lots of body language things i've noticed that as well like anxiety things if i get if i get anxious my eyebrows will start going doing all these weird things it's almost like um it's almost like the the negative energy of the anxiety has to come out in my body which is quite weird yeah but so the thing with that is i've got a well what i'm noticing is the mind and the physical are linked it's it's cool is but this is this is how powerful art is think about this i started out drawing just for fun and what's happened is it's taken me on this sort of um deep inner journey of the mind so when i look at my if i look at myself 10 years ago i'm a completely different person like 10 years ago i was suffering from ocd absolutely mental ocd like it would make me do some stupid stuff again at the time i knew it was stupid but the power of that negative thought of the ocd was so much that I believed it so for instance i'd walk down the street and there'd be like a lamppost and the mind would say right you've got to walk on the right side of the lamppost even if the gap was like tiny <laughs> which is stupid or it would make me go right across the other side of the road to walk across like walk i don't know it was mad it was another one was i'd come home from work and the mind says right you're not allowed to open your eyes until you've got upstairs in your bedroom <laughs> and put the light on it's, um, the thing was it would say something like something bad will happen if you don't something bad will happen if you don't eat all these like I, I used to have to like eat cakes or something or biscuits or or my dinner in a certain order and it would say like if you don't do this something bad will happen and it really felt real this is another thing about like the um, I, I'm convinced the mind is like some sort of um, computer which is is rendering reality it's almost like um it's almost like the the mind is rendering reality it's not that we're inside of it it's that it's actually rendering it so if you can change your if you can change your thoughts and all that is is putting your awareness on different thoughts reality changes because the mind that the whatever whatever thought you're focused on in the mind that becomes reality so it's, it for me i see it as like a um it's like the mind is a computer generating reality it's weird but the way i got over that ocd was i said um i watched something on channel four about ocd and it said because somebody somebody said oh it was somebody eating blue skittles and they said 
they, they, I think they, they weren't allowed to eat the blue skittles because the mind said if you do something bad will happen. Now how stupid is that? And the thing is, a lot of these things you know it's stupid, but you feel like it's so real you can't. You've got to do it. And then this bloke, this like therapist bloke on this program, he said, because she said, ah, oh, something bad might happen, and he said, yeah, something bad might happen, but it might not. Now. That that changed my life, that did. Because what happened then was, if I was walking down the road and the mind says, right, you've got to walk on this pink pavement, you're only allowed to walk on the pink pavements, otherwise something bad will happen. I could say, I, I started saying, yeah, but it might not. And I would walk on the grey pavement stones. And then nothing bad happened. So what you were doing was, you were challenging the mind. And again, it you took the power away from it. Just by your little action of saying no, but again why did the mind do that why why did the mind because for like at least i would say 20 to 30 years of my life was controlled by this ocd obsessive compulsive disorder it really did for me it ruined a lot of things in my life and it would have me doing other things like i'd have to count my fingers in a certain order which was quite tricky to do. And if I got to, if I counted the fingers in the wrong order, I had to go right back to the beginning and start again. So sometimes I'd be there for like 20 minutes, just like counting my fingers in this weird order. <laughs> so it, it's weird. But I suppose it's quite funny really how, how the mind has a lot of power. So like I said, 10 years ago I had this OCD, social anxiety, panic attacks i'd never done any drawing i was not i wasn't spiritual at all i knew something was weird in the world but i didn't know that i didn't know you could go out of body and all the rest of it but i knew that there was something much bigger than what was in other words i think i knew that reality wasn't what you thought it was very much like the matrix i remember watching that matrix and just thinking this is this is onto something here but I, I I didn't go any further with it because I never realised. I always thought that spiritual stuff was religious, like religion. And I, because I I knew that religion was all about control and negative. I, I never really looked into it. What happened for me was because I started when I started drawing and I started realising how I had all these mental issues that were gonna. I could see that they were gonna really hold me back and limit me. Unless I started facing them, and I just, I basically, I've, I've ever since I've been like working on all these things in my mind, and I've got, I've done a lot of progress. One of the first things that happened was because I, I actually thought right, I've got to, I've got to basically try to understand the mind to help me become a better artist. Which, in a strange way, it's almost like you've got to sacrifice getting better as an artist in the short term in the hopes that you'll get better in the long term. Well, what happened was I, I found this bloke called Lama Marut. Now, it turns out he actually died a few years ago, but he changed my life as well. He was, he's a, basically, he was a spiritual, like a monk. Now, the funny, the cool thing about him was, he was a bloke who was saying this really deep stuff. And he was basically saying, um, one of his main things that I remembered was, he said something along the lines of 
If there's something you can do about it, do something about it. If there's nothing you can do about it, there's nothing you can do about it. Which is all about accepting the present moment. But again, because how many times would I sit there worrying about something? And when you when you sit and think, right, if, if there's something I can do about it, do something about it. If there's nothing I can do about it, there's nothing I can do about it. So what that does is it allows you to let go of stuff. Because if, let's say, for instance, you're sitting here worrying about a wobbly chair leg or something. Is there something you can do about it? Yeah, you can fix, you can put something underneath it in that moment. So that's gone now. If, however, the wobbly chair leg, you can't fix it, then you you don't have to worry about it. You just accept it. And you start realising that so much of life is like that. So much of life is spent focusing on stuff that you can't do anything about anyway. (laughs) So that's a waste of energy. And then a lot of it is also spent on worrying about something where if you actually sat and thought about it, you could do something about it like really quickly. So in other words, both of those, you're wasting energy. You're either wasting energy on something that you can't do anything about or you're wasting energy on thinking about something that you can sort out really quickly. Now, I'm guilty of this as well. Like the interviewing guests on the podcast, it's not as simple as that though because it's multi-layered again. Because what happens is you've got all these fears. So this is why this is why it's quite a struggle. It's quite a struggle to get to the root of issues. That's what I'm finding. And there's a lot of there's a lot of things I've got over, which I've got over on a certain level. And then as I start over, as I start facing other things in my life, I start re- and I, I overcome them. I start realizing. These two things that were separate are actually linked together. So it's almost like the mind is is like a it's like a massive. I see the mind and like thoughts and negative thoughts, especially. I see them as like a spider web in the head. So I see them as like you've got a negative thought, which is connected to a a, a deeper negative thought. But and so that one negative thought could have loads of negative thoughts coming off it, and then one of those could have thoughts coming off it as well. So it's it's quite um, it's quite in- interesting. Yeah, it's cool. So some of the things I've turned down in the past. Well, I could have had my art. I had my art. Well, this is it. Look. So there's, I, I had my art in an art gallery. Now the mind kept saying. Mine kept saying, "Don't you can't do it or something," <laughs> but I did it because I I wanted to do it. The funny thing was, when I did it, I realised I didn't need to do it. But there's other things where I've had like lots of opportunities to do things, which I've said no to, which in the moment I thought was the right thing. But I look back at them now and I wonder whether, in actual fact, was this the the mind tricking me into because it, oh, it goes quite deep actually. It goes quite. It, it's quite. It's quite a deep thing. This one. It should probably be a, a separate podcast. But the mind, the mind, especially the negative mind, it can present something to you 
and convince you that it's it's acting out of, out of love, I suppose. It's only in the future you look back and realise it was actually fear. So one of them for me was I got I got offered this opportunity to do realistic pencil drawings of animals in like an art gallery, and I said no. Now I still I'm still not 100% sure about this. I said no because I didn't want. This was just as I was starting to go into drawing little characters, and I didn't want to spend my life doing realistic pencil drawings. But there's another part of me that thinks I should have I should have said yes to that, and just seen where it took me. But this is the other thing, isn't it? Life's all about these um, decisions. You make a decision and you go off in one direction. You make another decision, you're off in another direction. But I'm convinced in a strange way, all all your decisions are going to end up going back to the same point again. So it's almost, to me, it's like the um, our life is going to be like a diamond shape. We start out at the beginning, we've got the end point, and like life is, is all your decisions are inside of a diamond. So you're just, you're, all you're doing really is just making all these different decisions which you think are important. <laughs> and like one of, one decision might take you all the way up the left-hand side of the diamond, but you're always going to end up at the end, in the centre of it. It's almost like you're getting funnelled into your destiny. That's what I'm thinking. So that's it. I think that's it for this one. I feel like I um, I rambled a lot, but the main thing is... How the mind lies, and you only really see it with fresh eyes or an awareness. So one way to look at it is give it a year and look, and you'll see the truth, which which is that the mind was lying. Or understand that this is happening, so that when the mind starts lying in the moment, you can you can say you can say you're lying. Or just say, I'm not going to listen to you. I'm doing what I want to do because I I believe it's the right thing to do. But it's this other thing about discernment as well. Because like I said, sometimes the mind is trying to guide you. So it does get a bit <laughs> complicated. But little Dennis has said it's game over sunshine for this one. I hope you enjoyed this one. And... It's funny as well that I've put the word fresh eyes because one of the things I struggle with is eyes, drawing eyes. But that's it for this one. Please let me know what you think about this because sometimes I do think that I am thinking too much about things. But the, the other thing is past experience shows me that this is the best way for me to do it, at least at the moment. The amount of stuff that I've thought about, and I've thought, oh, I'm thinking too much about this, but I always end up resolving it in the end, which might even go into that thing about, like, the the diamond thing. It's almost like it doesn't matter what path you take. You can spend all your life focusing on drawing, and that might actually resolve all your mental issues. You can spend all your life focusing on your mental issues, and that might resolve yourself to allow you to start drawing with a completely free mind. Yeah. But for me, I see art and the mind as, at least for me, they are very much entangled with each other. Because like, the mind is very much a an analytical thing, whereas art is the creative, like the process, the freeness. 
So I feel like it's a case of balancing them. But I wonder whether that draw that that drawing I did, which which got the quote, "Art will set you free," is that me talking to myself, saying, "Look, the way you free yourself from your mind is to draw." I do wonder. But this week's inspirational quote, it goes to the artist Jake Spicer from the book Draw People in 15 Minutes. Now, this book looks quite cool. It's got a load of drawing exercises in it and stuff. Ah, this is cool. I've turned to the page all about negative space. It says, what is negative space? Negative spaces are the shapes around your subject. That aren't a part of the subject itself. The space is between limbs or between a finger and its environment. When you think of your drawing as a jigsaw, you could imagine that as well as a person-shaped piece, there are many negative-shaped pieces that fit around a person to make up the rectangle of the paper. Yeah, this is what I'm saying. You start realising that everything's interconnected. So reality is like a piece of paper everything inside of the piece of paper because in other words if you change this if you change the negative shapes you change the actual objects you change the shape of the objects well it's like that in real life if you change things which are thoughts because i feel like the things between especially like people the things the things that connect people are thoughts so if you change the thoughts, you change the connections, which means you can actually change the objects, which are the people, including yourself. Or, but so in other words, if you change yourself, you change the other person because you're you're like entangled. So a drawing is the perfect visual representation of entanglement because you can't change anything on a piece of paper without changing the opposite thing like if you change the object you have to change the negative shapes if you change the negative shapes you have to tra- you change the objects so when he says here the spaces he says negative shapes negative spaces are the shapes around your subject that aren't a part of the subject itself but it is a part of the drawing so it says here look seeing negative shapes around the figure will help you during the construction stage particularly if you're having trouble working out how to draw a part of the body. Now, this is the other thing. So if you're if you're at life drawing class and you're focusing on drawing, because I went life drawing last two nights ago, and there was one moment where I was tr- struggling to draw something and I suddenly saw the negative shape between the legs. So I drew that and then I drew the leg. <laughs> because what happens is the mind is... Basically, when you look at the negative shapes... You free you free yourself from the mind, because if you're trying to draw the leg, the mind will start saying this is what a leg looks like, and it's actually putting you off of just looking. When you draw a negative shape, the mind can't say anything, because the mind can't say it should be like this because it's it's a random shape, so you end up just drawing it, and because you draw that, and because everything's interconnected, you end up drawing the leg. <laughs> So the funny thing is you can draw you can draw objects more accurately by drawing everything else around the object. How weird is that? And again, this this is a sort of um 
this is a sort of way that the paradoxes of of art it makes you start seeing reality because everything's full of paradoxes so this week's inspirational quote i love this it says as kids we all draw and paint but as teenagers we can become so self-conscious about drawing that by adulthood we have talked ourselves out of it altogether yeah so even in here it's it's basically showing you that the mind is is the only thing stopping you from being an amazing artist in my opinion is the mind because it's not just the art either it's about your social skills in other words the, the only thing stopping stopping you from being your absolute perfect self is the mind i feel like if the mind if the mind was taken out of the picture everyone would be fearless so they would they would be living their highest self so this week's inspirational quote as kids we can all draw and paint but as teenagers we become so self-conscious about drawing that by adulthood we have talked ourselves out of it altogether. Jake Spicer.